live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. The Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. Brought to you by Newgate Farm. North Pacific. What a weapon. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. Time for the Monday Means Test with the two biggest opinions in the game. Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. Wayne, welcome back to Melbourne. Good morning. Yes, it's uh, 12 days at the Gold Coast. Well, I'm going to start by saying this. Last year, a mate of mine went to Magic Millions. Yes. People were ringing him on the phone. Where are you? I'm at the Gold Coast. You know what he said this year? Mm. Where are you, mate? Brisbane. Oh, you're in Brisbane. Right. Now, what I rang for was blah, blah, blah. When you say you're on the Gold Coast, everyone thinks you're having two weeks off drinking pina coladas by the pool. It's actually quite the uh, quite the opposite. Yeah. I walked in the studio, folks, and Gareth said, gee whiz, Wayne, you're looking uh, the best I've seen you look. Probably a bit of sun, a bit of fitness. It's amazing what, it's, uh, yeah. what it does. So, yes, Gareth. There I, was no fitness. No I've, been, I've been in Brisbane for 12 days working hard, Gareth. Johnny O'Neill is on the Zoom. He's at Flinders. I don't know if he's got any money left because he's got an addiction. That's the – he can't just – he can't keep his hand FOMO. down. FOMO. Yeah, Johnny, hello to you. How did you go? Good oh, morning. You, Good born. morning. Yeah, no, we had a wonderful sale. Jeez, uh, they put a show on up there. It was fantastic. Um, I've done my best to try to get hold of Hawksy. I caught up with the Messiah with his old man, spent some time with him, which was unbelievable. And the two disciples were sitting there, one quite good-looking and fit, the other one completely the opposite. Yeah. Uh, so, look, no, we had a great time up there. I popped up for a few days and, uh, Hawksy, you bought a couple of very nice horses, I saw. So, uh, on the uh, on the show, you go. Very good. We'll talk about the Magic Millions and your purchases a Please. little later on, but the King's Gambit is going to start off with me, of course. And it is, I don't think I've ever seen in my time following this beautiful game, a stable that has just dominated proceedings with two-year-olds like Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Dominic Byrne, one of the most respected form analysts in the history of the game, who's now the, the private form guru now for Cadolphin, tweeted and he said, and I quote, Storm Boy, destined to be champion two-year-old of the season if he maintains yesterday's performance. IWS Computer rates him the highest Magic Millions two-year-old ever, topping Dance Hero. They've got the favourite for the slip-up. They've, they've won the, the, the Magic Millions two-year-old classic. They've got the second, third, fourth, fifth favourite for the Blue Diamond, Wayne Hawks. It's just been a complete domination by the Waterhouse and Bot Camp. Yes, they've done very well. They, uh, I'd hate to think what they, uh, what they spent up at the sale, but that is their sale. There's no doubt about that. They uh, gay long before Adrian's time targeted Magic Millions, and she goes uh, goes early and goes hard, and has bought many, many, many good horses out of uh, out of Magic Millions, and um, probably a bit like the uh, the Blue Diamond Golden Slipper. Lee Friedman won three or four slippers in a row, and mm. you know has won a Blue Diamond, but never really targeted. We probably a bit more have always targeted Easter and had more success at Easter, but uh, the Easter sale. But Gay Waterhouse and Adrian, they uh, yeah, they, they certainly put on the show. And obviously that horse that won, yes, I'm glad he said if he keeps up his yes. record because there's one thing about Magic Millions Day, and this is no no disrespect to winners, but you've you've seen winners stand there going, oh, we're taking on the world in the autumn and we're going back to yeah. Sydney, and it's a restricted day. With restricted horses, we must remember that it's not open, uh, open slather. I'm not bagging the horse. I think he's very smart, very good. And if the second horse wasn't there, he would have won by six, wouldn't he? And, yeah. and made and, and like dead set donkey licked him. But I'm not sure about the uh, 
probably from about fourth backwards. I think they, mm. uh, they're they still running home. But serious effort and a seriously good horse. But a little bit more work to do yet before they're going to be crowned champion uh, two-year-old. Well, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Johnny's now the $4.50 favourite for the Golden Slipper Storm Boy. All I've got to say on that scenario, G, is that believe what you saw, ladies and gentlemen. I um, I was completely blown away by that cult. He's definitely, from a ratings perspective, um, and if Dominic Pern's saying it, we've got to sit back and take notice of that. But the four highest rating horses uh, from a two-year-old perspective at this stage ran one, two, three in that race. Mm-hmm. And prior to that race, the highest rated horse was that filly of Hayes's bold Bastille, which we're lucky to have a, a little share in. So she won the um, the listed race at Mooney Valley um, on Cox Plate Day. So I have to say um, the track certainly played um, to leaders, to horses um, up closer to the pace. Having said that, they had 200 mils of rain before the week you know, the, the, the weekend before. So how they even raced on that track, I've got no idea. And then not so much rain during the week, but spasmodic and, and heavy. So I thought the track played um, really well as a result of the conditions, but there is no doubt you had mm. to be up there. And if you weren't sort of hard near fence, you probably wanted to be seven or eight horses out. The laneway in the middle wasn't much good. So as I say, please uh, see... And believe what happened, um, okay. Hawksy. I think it's an absolute star. The winner, second horse, had a nice favourable run, ran really well. Our bloke obviously missed the spot that Storm Boy got, so J Mac was sort of hoping that we could um, we could find that spot. And when we didn't, it would have been absolute suicide to keep pushing mm. and going three and four deep. So. We came back, took our medicine, had a trail, um, and I thought ran out the twelve hundred to uh, to silence some of the doubters pretty well. So um, I thought Spyway ran really well to get home for third and a great ride by James. I thought I thought you've uh, you've undersold that just a little bit. You, and no disrespect to you, Johnny. You said the track played very very well. No, it didn't. The track was unbloody believable. Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, I agree. I'll t- no, I I'll agree. tell you why. It's brand spanking new. And, you know, I mean, three months ago, it wasn't looking like it looked now. So hats off to the Gold Coast Turf Club because they've only, I think they've only run one or two meetings prior to Magic Millions Day. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I was there, <clears throat> excuse me, I was there in June and it was a dirt bowl. It was, I, I went up there in June. I, t- I took a, three days off and went up there with the kids and I went to the race course, went up in the grandstand just to have a look at what they were doing. And to see it from then to now, hats off. It's the weather though. They had the old track used to have fifty-five meetings a year. Fifty-five. Mm. Put that in perspective. We're having twenty-six meetings at Flemington a year. It's an amazing place, and the track played so so well. And Navesh is the former Ramwick curator, and he um, he'd spoken to several different people that, that, that and people had said things to me that Navesh couldn't believe how well it uh, mattered knitted in. So hats off, well done, congratulations. And I know what. Hey, Hawksy, Hawksy, yeah. just on that quickly from a Gold Coast perspective, I know we probably all say it, and gee, I know you spent about a week or so up there and uh, rode off the back of J Max expense account, which is good. So he <laughs> saw you out at dinner. Uh, eating like I've never seen anybody eat pork belly. It was the most frightening experience I've ever seen. And J-Mac obviously paying eating. 
yeah. eating one sort of oyster. J-Mac no, he, he was he was eating J Mac serve. That's yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, correct. That's what he wanted. But you anyway, were paying so, Johnny. That's why I sped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to say one thing. I, I haven't. I've been going to the Gold Coast for a long time, and for people that haven't had a chance to get up to Magic Millions in that race meeting, please try to sort of schedule a holiday next year and get up for a few days. I think that this is the most unique opportunity in racing that exists today. And if I got an opportunity with to privatise some form of Brisbane racing, to privatise that Gold Coast opportunity, I would redo all of the lifestyle stuff, the big beer garden style out the back for the, for the average punter that wants to get there. I'd go high-end corporate in an area. I'd roll out for you, Gareth, the spray tan areas and the ice baths and the ice rooms and the steam rooms, and you would fill that place and you could do night racing on a Wednesday night like they do at Happy Valley. You could do your Saturday or Sunday racing up there like they do. You could double the prize money, Hawksy. You'd have more horses. You'd have more people. It is an absolute sleeping giant that environment. Well, what, well what's going to happen is uh, next year, Magic. They, they're actually they've got they've got the platform in place. They just haven't got the towers in yet. But they're going to have right. night racing at the Gold Coast. So what's going to happen next year's Magic Me and Carnival? I'm being told is they're going to run six races on the Friday night. Which is last Friday night, yep. and then roll it back but into uh, Saturday and have a full day. Unbelievable! Saturday. It starts. Unbelievable! It starts before the broodmare sales. They're going to race under lights. The, this yes, year, yes, it's incredible. Yes, yeah. incredible. Talk about next year's Magic Millions Carnival. Yeah. And last week on this program, last Wednesday we we had the program. You called it an event, Johnny, and it is a two week event. So many people get up there and go, right, I'm up here on Monday night, ready for Tuesday's sale. You've missed the first first week, and that first week was amazing. We we didn't have the sales yep. on. It was inspections. So but that's our next category because uh, right, you right. you believe like the the event needs needs to change a little bit regarding the horse sales. Well, I don't think the event needs to change as far as the time and everything yes. like that. Because why this works is is because it's Christmas time and everyone gets up there at Christmas time. Kids can go after Dream World, Sea World, Movie World, whatever other world they're going to build up there. Um, mum goes Wayne's shopping World. at Wayne's World Marina. Yeah. Marina Mirage is where mum goes shopping. Actually, Pacific Fair is probably the place where all the girls go shopping. And uh, dad goes to the sales and dad buys his horse. They can all meet up for dinner a- yeah. again tonight and we repeat the process. We know why it works. But having 1,400 horses, and I'm going to say this right off the top, it is not Magic Millions' fault. They own 10% of every horse. They get 10% commission, so they own 10%. Now, if I was Jerry Harvey, I'd want 3,000 horses in that sale. Yeah. But I'm talking purely from a buyer's point of view. What I would like to see happen is, say, 800 horses, the first 800, the first four days, 200 the first four days, and have that as the you know the, the cream of the 400. Maybe not bring out the Magic Millions catalogue as early, so then that way they could actually put in the better horses. Because the thing about it is this, when they're picking these horses. This this might have been last June or July that the sales company was walking around deciding what was going where. Now, some of these horses change. So make your catalogue, bring your catalogue out a bit later, have your first four days as your, your cream 800, and then don't have a gap because yesterday there was no sale, and then the sale is on again today and okay. tomorrow. Book so two, yep, so yeah. what? So what? what's happened is this, and I have spoken to uh, different people who I'm not going to name, but they said... The lesser trainers 
and as far as lesser, what I'll rephrase that. The guys that didn't have the money mm-hmm. weren't lobbing up there until Friday because that's when the second sale horses started to arrive, whereas they would have come earlier. The market that was really tough, really tough on the vendors was 250 and under. The 250 to 500 was no problems, and the 500 plus, well, just line up and ching ching. So that that was not the issue. But yeah, under 250 yeah. was the big big problem that they just didn't sell. I mean, you you look at you look at um, you know Newgate sponsored this segment. I mean, Newgate have passed in a few horses. They never passed in a horse, and they've got passed in lots. So it just shows you how tough it was. And one of the reasons is there was you know 1100 horses or whatever it was in that first book. I can't get around and see them all. I bought a Dargento colt who was, you know, one, one, one of the best-looking horses in the sale. There's no doubt about that. I would question anyone that said that he wasn't. But I didn't go there looking for a Dargento colt. James Dawson, who was the ring spotter at Magic Millions, was standing next to us when we were um, looking at uh, Bowness Stud's yearlings, and he said, hey, Orksy, I'm no uh, judge, but... The black horse over there is out of a Lonro mare. Holy Toledo. He looks like Lonro, but you're the expert, not me. We went and had a look at him and we bought him. So I can't go around physically and look at all the horses when there's 1,400 horses in the book. So my point is, if we had the first 800 as the creamier ones, then I would. Because the only way I can get around them is look at the pedigrees I like, look at the size I like, go around and do it that way. I'm not going to the Hunter Valley spending five or six days up there pre looking at 500 yearlings. I don't have the time. It's simple well, as that. That's why you hire a bloodstock agent, isn't it? Well, I reckon John Orks goes okay at picking yearlings. 100%. But you, when you've got a situation like, look at, what about at Keeneland? They go from September 9 to September 21. I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not disputing that. But yeah. I mean, it's not easy to get no. around them all. And other people would have the same issue there's no there's no doubt about that i spoke to mick price a couple of weeks before the sale and he, he'd been the hunter valley and said he looked at 500 yearlings i mean he wanted to go and do that fine we don't like looking at them at yeah. the farm because one thing that we like to do is look at their attitude when they're at the sales complex because quite often the vendor goes oh you know flossie's never like this at home of course she's not she's mm. been born bred raised there and she's never left the farm yeah. It's a uh, it's an attitude thing as much as anything when you're buying these horses. Do you agree with Wayne there, Johnny? Is there too many horses at the sale? No, it's not too look, many I think, at the sale. Oh, no, we just look, need I mean, to shorten I, it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the point that Wayne's making is that you need to make sure that you've got the right um, audience there to address the sales. So if you've got all the big cult funds and you've got um, you know a stack of people that are looking to get behind the trainers who are investing a lot more money. Um, I think that that should be prioritised and then obviously open up an opportunity for for the other guys. And we, we also play in that in that area too. Of course we do, 100% like, we know, do. Of course no, we no, no, no. So my cheapest one was 50, 50, 50 yeah. grand last year was my cheapest doors. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, being, so I'm, I'm not in the elite. Colts and fillies for that. I agree. You can't so look, look at $1,400. All, all I think is that they've done such a great job. They've done a wonderful job with the event, which we're all talking about. And I think as passionate racing people and people that like to support the sales and and enjoy the the camaraderie, Wayne, I think it would be that that would be a fair call from yeah, everybody yeah, there, yeah, trainers yeah, yeah. and yeah. owners uh, and friends. And, and Annabelle, Annabelle, and Nisham sat, Annabelle Nisham and I sat back to back. She was always elbowing me and stuffing around. Yeah. No, and, look, and, I, yeah, I think funny, it's Funny, people, people that don't know Annabelle and I would be thinking, hey, well, those two, they're half having an argument. But it was just a bit of, yeah. you're right, because we're all jammed yeah. into that uh, auditorium and, in the uh, sitting in the tables and we're all, and 
yet again, it's like being in the training tower. You're sitting there with your biggest opposition. Everyone's vying for the same owners and everything. So it's a, yeah. it's certainly a, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I tell you one thing they do, DG, is Jerry's been one of the greatest marketers no doubt. with Singo in the early days, obviously, and Katie doing that as well. The great thing is that they're great listeners and that and that is why they're such great marketers. So the passionate people that have got something to say about it, I'm sure they'll sit back and have a really good think about it. And, and if it's going to be more beneficial in attracting the right audiences at the right time, they'll consider it and do it. But Magic, I just Magic think, Millions Day, Johnny, Magic Millions yes. Day is yep. one of the, would have to be one of the most watched race days because how many people yep. would be sitting in their holiday houses watching last Saturday. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you know, yeah. in, in five weeks' time, you missed it because you're at sport and the kids are back at school and rah, rah, rah. But, but I reckon it would be one of the most watched sad days of the whole year. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you what I can't wait for. Um, and, again, I'm sure there's a number of wonderful restaurants, but you were talking about going back after and catching up with the kids. Places like Social and Blowfish and uh, Mama Sun, and there's a number of them. Can you imagine if those guys were setting up pop-ups out there as well, Hawksy? How many other people would go out for that experience? I'm not saying the food the food wasn't great. The food was terrific um, sale-wise. It was, terrific. But I'm just sort of saying race day. I think there's a really good opportunity to connect the whole Gold Coast environment. There's I some agree. wonderful totally breakfast agree. places there. You know, I mean, No, no Name Lane, which we all met you know, at a coffee in coffee, the morning. Coffee shop. That could be out there in the mornings after you jump out of your ice bars with J-Mac and get your spray yeah. tan. Every, 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 everyone everyone goes to No Name Lane. We were standing there in, in June, and I said to my daughter, that man over there is seriously famous. I see he's a Kiwi, yeah. but we called him an Aussie, and it was Sam Neill. He was just standing there having yeah. a coffee. Uh, it was a hey. quiet Tuesday morning. And you tried to sell him the Dargento, didn't yeah. you? No, no, this was yeah. in June. I was at the tennis last night. That's what they do. It's like a festival. People go to the tennis, and you don't even have to watch a tennis match. But they got – is it Rockpool? Rockpool? Yeah, they certainly um, do. I yes. mean, they've sort of started. I did that last places. year. I did that last year. I just so think it's yeah. a no-brainer, yeah, G. There 100%. are such wonderful restaurants, and it's all about connecting all the people on the coast, from Broad Beach down to Burley, down to Coolangatta, and up to up to sort of Main Beach. There is a stack going on up there, and this is one of the biggest opportunities, I think. And, you know, you've got the best marketer probably in Australia or yeah in the world and Jerry Harvey to drive it with his team. So it'll be huge, I would have thought. How do you, how do you hate the Gold Coast? And I, I, I won't lie. I I'm, think it's... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Gold Coast wanker. Well, I love the yeah, joint. Yeah, you I are. Love, no, I love the joint. I think, I, I think I it's think terrific. It's, I'm terrific. I tell you, you didn't love it. You getting down in that... Those speedos, those electric speedos. No, I tell you speedos. what, if you gave me a chance. Had the binary colour speedos once. on there. had the binary once. speedos. It's like one goat. This might once. be a little bit controversial. One. This might one be a little goat. bit controversial. But if you said to me, Gareth, you can go to the Gold Coast or Caracas at Auckland for a couple of days, I'd go to Auckland every day of the no. week. The Gold no. Coast is too human. That's unreal too. That's sort of. Yeah, the humidity. That's, that's sort of old style yeah. going to Ireland, isn't it? You know, well, the way that it's set up with a beautiful. That's beautiful. I'd, I'd much I love rather, going to Ireland. I'd much rather go to the Brisbane Carnival in winter than the Gold Coast Magic Millions. There's, a, there's only one thing Jerry Harvey annoys the hell out of me. What? Jerry, if you're listening, you sell 2,000 million air conditioners a year. Cover that arena, cover that tin shed in, and crank up the air conditioning. Yeah, 
Oh, mate, I, he does my head in every I year. I felt like Raffin and no Dale. good, mate. They're trying to sell yeah. drinks. Oh, $42 a stubby. Oh, I, I felt like Raffin and Nadal. You had to change your shirt a couple of times. Yeah, um, you were looking like Raffin and Nadal, yeah. too, with that waxing and that <laughs> yeah. spray tan. Anyway, mate. we've got 10.23. Um, we'll take a break. On the other side of it, I want a two-year-old winner from you, Hawksy. I want to see if you got one for us for the slipper. And we'll also have a chat about a situation that we need to regarding the barrier attendance and J-Mac. Jeez, I've never seen him so vocal with a strong opinion like he delivered there after winning on uh, Lady Laguna there after that last race on the Gold Coast. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the means test. Gareth Hall, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. Time for our own nose. And it was great to see that Sydney Bowler was walking yesterday and he looks like he's recovering well from that, that sad incident there before the three-year-old guineas on the Gold Coast on the weekend. And he'll be okay going forward. Just the big question is what it does to him mentally as he heads into the gates. I think Johnny O'Shea will have to do a lot of work with him in the gates because that would have... That would have scarred him mentally. There's no doubt about that. But this is what J-Mac had to say regarding the barrier attendance. They do a mighty job, but they need more help. This is J-Mac after um, winning on Lady Laguna on the weekend. Uh, the barrier attendants have done, a, have done the best they can under the circumstances. It was unbelievable how they handled themselves. But they're solely understaffed. It's not funny. And that's, they just need help. And problems happen when there's not enough people around there lending a hand so I think that's one of the issues probably needs to be sorted out um, especially for next year because there's high profile horses and it takes a while for them to get put in the gates and every every horse is on edge big atmosphere it's a lot of work for the guys that are doing their absolute best out there probably need double the numbers I agree so this is what I can't understand so Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawke spend millions of dollars at these sales and then when it comes to race day, and this is why you buy these horses at the sale, so you can race in these big, big money races, and they haven't got enough staff to put these horses in the gates. And it's not just the Gold Coast. It happens right across the country, and it's not just on a Saturdays that need to be fixed. It's also during midweek. There's a lot of money that's invested into these horses and into this game, and they need to get the fundamentals right. Now, the tracks have to pay the barrier attendance, my understanding Race so, clubs, race clubs. Race clubs. So there's jurisdictions need to come together and say, we need to pay these these individuals more and we need to make it, and we need to get better at yeah, this Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who pays who down here. Up there, I think it's the race clubs. Well, in Perth, it's definitely race clubs because they went on strike there the a few guy, years The guys back. in yep. Victoria are employed by Race of Victoria, but maybe they build the clubs. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. You, you've brought up some great points. I'm just going to quickly start off by saying Andrew Jones, CEO, Race Victoria, was there. Horses getting sold for a million dollars. He sat he sat at my table for uh, five minutes, said good day, like he did, walked around. I think it's good these people are there. Yeah. But uh, I said, see, Andrew, million bucks for that yearling. Don't don't qualm about a training track facility and things like that. I said, when you, I mean, a million bucks is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but I said this is what we deal with here, yeah. and no one is helping us to get to race day really, when it's all said and done. The bottom line is this. They took, they take, would taken way too long to get the horses into the gates. If you're in, 
How, how it works, folks, is this is how it works. One and nine go in first, two and ten, three and eleven, rah, 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 all the way down. If you're one and nine, you could be in there for ages. All of a sudden, the other problem is if the first eight horses in need a man or woman up there, because there are female barrier tenants now, man or woman up there in the gates with J-Mac, let's say, one on the head, one on the tail, he's having a massive advantage to the poor bugger that goes in late and he's got no one to help him. This is so, so... Integrity. One of my father's biggest bugbearer beefs and... You don't see it very often on the city tracks. We have, we, we'd probably have more issues in the bush bush than what we do in the on the city tracks. Yeah. How I looked at it on TV, because you watched them behind the gates, and especially with that overhead shot. The overhead shot, we've got to get that in all the time now. The Channel 7, you know, the coverage yeah. and everything was amazing. The overhead shot shows it. They just took t- way too long to get the horses in the gates. I mean, you know, Hong, Hong Kong have the, um, you know, as like a plastic fence. They just keep, when they say, let's go in, boys, they keep walking yeah. everyone everyone up so all the horses get pushed closer and closer and closer to the barrier stalls. They have nearly a, a barrier, a barrier. Um, uh, no, a barrier tenant per horse. Correct. In America, they have a pony per horse. So but why, the trainer pays for that. Johnny, so why can't we do this? Like, you spend a lot of money on these horses. So for Spywire, for instance... And I reckon we should do it a little bit like they do in the UK and America. If you could afford your own, um, like the strapper or even like Kiramara or David Eustace to 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 walk around at the back with spy wire, nah, um, why wouldn't work. why wouldn't it work? Won't Wayne? work. I, hate Look, I, I, work I think cover. at the end of the day, with all of that, mate, we're talking about putting apparatuses in people's ears. We want to educate people. We want to talk about the sport. We want to get people more engaged. As a starting point, the most important scenario here is to make sure the horses are safe, and loaded, jockey, and jockey. happy, and looked after, and the jockey's exactly the same. So, you know, this is a this is a learning curve. It's the first time, gee, in in my lifetime going to the races that I've been waiting an hour, and and the issues around the track. You know, we're all very, very concerned for that horse. Um, a couple of guys I know, um, Jason Love was at the at the track. He must have a share in it. And a guy called Michael Emerson. I mean, everybody was just devastated because of the situation. Now it was a it was a freak accident. Let's not let's not allow this stuff to happen again. So learning curves. Let's get but, some. But having staff. having an extra barrier tenant for that horse, Johnny, would maybe that mighten mighten of helped. Because the horse played yeah. up. If the horse didn't play up, the horse wouldn't be in that situation. But yeah, the, bottom, the bottom line is we don't have enough staff. And I'll tell you when so this, let's I, just get more staff. Do you know let's when this happened? Them, work out you, how I, we do it and fund them. I'll tell you when this last happened, when this last issue raised its uh, ugly head. Scone, Scone Guineas, Chautauqua. Chautauqua went to bury under the barriers. And that day, all the jockeys were blowing up. And then after that day, they got so what, more senior barrier tenants in so, at Scone. And that he was, wasn't trying to dig a hole where you were hiding. No, he was only jammed in under the track there. So, so, Wayne, you said it's an OH&S situation. So what's the is. difference? So if you've got the strapper of um, Spy Wife, for instance, so you've got the strapper of Sydney Bowler. And Johnny O'Shea says, I'm concerned about this horse. I need... Someone to be with him um, behind the barriers. Yeah. I'm going to send How do you my police bloke. them. Do you license? I don't people? think you've got well, enough room. Well, they're licensed because you imagine trying to do it Melbourne Cup day? You'd have 24 yeah. strappers. Yeah, but plus that, the, you just wouldn't be any room. But there is. But they do it in the UK and they do it in America. In fact, in America, you can bring your own pony.
Yeah, they, and, and and the trainers and and, and the people hire their own have their own people. But the other problem is then people say, well, I can't afford to do it, so I won't send anyone around there. So then you know if someone does that, but everyone right, has their own strapper, so just send the strapper. No, 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 but no, you, that doesn't work. Come on, think. You know what I reckon? I reckon. They leave, the best they leave, hang on, hang on, hang on, Johnny. They, so they just leave get the best trainers. Get the, just get the trainers like yourself, Oxy. The staff that are currently working there, the mm. jocks, the whole thing, and come up with a solution. It doesn't, it doesn't, Clearly, we need more people. Quick, quickly, why yours doesn't work, Gareth? Think about this. You're in the mountain enclosure. D. Gauchi gets legged aboard. I'm walking him around. I walk out in the track and I let D. Gauchi go. He can be around the barriers in a minute and a half. When you see the vet, the farrier, the, 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 the officials, they head around the barriers 15 minutes before the race. So you need, is you Gareth need two old lots of people. Know who D. Gauchi is? Yeah. Probably. Well, I think there's oh, okay. a solution <laughs> that you can fix it. What about your own no, Wayne? No, I, I don't I don't oh, think I had a no no from the weekend, yeah. actually. Johnny? It was a good weekend. Oh, look, I've got one, but there's no point going on with it. So I was I'm gonna I'm gonna be very quiet this week. I had a chat with a lot of people at the races and they were saying they love the fact that we talk the oh no. Do I need to speak about Michael D's ride on VC? I may as well have stuck a pen in the eye, to be yeah. quite honest. But anyway, he we draw a difficult gate. He did the best he could do. And rather than going in, he went out. And Yeah, well, sometimes anyway, gates. And then I had to leave because I had like a yellow and white striped shirt with spew all over the yeah. front. So anyway. But anyway. But what, what, was there a leading trainer that had half a spat with a leading owner up on the Gold Coast? Mm. Mm. Really? I'll just stop and leave you with that one. Leaning owner. Really? Leaning I didn't trainer. know Kieran was dirty on me. Yeah. No, I'm just making it public. Kieran, oh, doesn't, like, Kieran doesn't like you, Johnny. <laughs> You're calling yourself a leading owner these days. You got more camera yeah. time than you got more camera time than anyone. Like yeah. you, you thought like David Ellis was taking over, so you just thought, hey, what about me? Can't have that. No, no I can't have that. I just pushed in and yeah. booted up for you and J Mac the whole time. Yeah, ten thirty. Hawksy was that busy. All I wanted to do was try to buy half of their man. You couldn't get him. Yeah, wouldn't ring you back. Ten thirty-eight. Let's take a break. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you on this Monday morning. This is the Monday Means Test. Johnny O'Neill, Wayne Hawks. Thanks to North Pacific. What a weapon. You just went, wow, he oozes class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. We'll have a chat about the horse I'd like to own. Our yes, yes, yeses as well. Still to come here on the Monday Means Test. Don't go anywhere. This is Giddy Up this Monday morning. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you. Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. I've got our next category, the stat. Now, this is the stat that our great man Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com just produced. Below is the debut dates of the past 15 winners of the Golden Slipper. Shinzo was after Christmas, the 28th of January. Fireburn before Christmas. Stay Inside was after Christmas, the 23rd of January. The rest were before Christmas. Farnan, Kiamichi, uh, I think that's how you pronounce Kiamichi, the Cadolphin Galloper. Esther Jab was the 20th of January. Kiamichi. Kiamichi. Damien Lane led all the way. What did you say it was? Yeah, Kiamichi. Kiamichi. Uh, he's Ka- been eating that much yeah. Japanese up and, there. He's, he's the, on the slimming process yes. with, and with the, the J-Mac, mate. And the rest were um, before Christmas. So only three horses 
since 2009 have won the Golden Slipper after Christmas, but there've been a recent times, Wayne. So do you have to have we? Do you have to see the Golden Slipper these days? Before Christmas, or you can see them it in was the next a, month or so? It was a rule of thumb that they would race before Christmas, have a break, mm-hmm. a little break, a mini break, and then and then be back. But you don't have to do that anymore. I mean, I think forensics, I don't know what year she was, but she went all the way, uh, she went all the way through. She might have been 07, maybe. Yeah. She went all the, uh, all the way through, and she had three starts for three wins, went bang, bang, bang. So... You know, I know, I know you're referring to Storm Boy. Have we seen the Golden Slipper? I'll, I'll ask this question. Have we seen a, a, a fair Nickham good two-year-old? Well, yeah, you can say him, yep. but I haven't seen another one. And the Golden Slipper, let me tell you, the Golden Slipper is not going to be a one-horse only event. Yeah. So they're, they're all chasing the Pelican lover, mate. They're all chasing there are him. Horses, I'm sure, I'm sure some will be produced, Godolphin, yeah. and you've probably got some nice ones. And I know Kieran's got a couple of nice well-bred horses that he's talking up and the Hayes boys are experts at it. Gay may have others, but at the end of the day, if you love the Pelican, I'd be following Storm Blue. Blue, Blue, Di- Blue Diamond has hasn't. It's very difficult to win a Blue Diamond into a Golden Slipper. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But Blue Diamond runners have gone to Sydney and run uh, have run Pretty well. Good. Johnny's got the favourite bold Bastille for the the Blue Diamond seven fifty. Do you know what happens? Every week there's going to be a different favourite. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. If you think about it, right with the Golden Slipper, every week from now on, as soon as something comes out and bolts yeah. in, it'll be nearly favourite for a Golden Slipper or a Blue Diamond. Um, yeah, getting two year olds to the track pre Christmas is as rare as rocking horse yep. manure. I've, I'm telling you. It is getting that hard to get them there pre-Christmas. I'll tell you what was a good win, Hawksy. Um, Lizzie Jeffs's horse, Two Darn Lizzie, was a strong win. Lizzie Jeffs. Another Jell's, horse of gays. Yeah. Lizzie Jeffs. It's, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Lizzie Jeffs, sorry. Not yeah, Lizzie it's Jeffs. Andrew Lloyd Jeffs, Webber's yeah. horse. He bred it and owns it. Does he? Yeah. Really? Don't cry for me, yeah. Argentina. I don't know. Lizzie Jells has nothing to do with it. I don't know. Just because it's got a name. <laughs> Isn't she? Johnny. I thought she had a share. It might have been named after No, Johnny. No. Um, okay, I, I saw her in the lift actually coming down at Peppers, and she so, mentioned it. So did I, she? Well, she might have, but it's, she's not in the race book. But um, okay, I thought the second horse ran well too. Yeah, the Shake Farhead's horse with yeah. uh, with William Bourne's mother, the lucky owner. They ran born in it. It yeah. ran well. They they didn't go that quick. I know Shake Farhead and Will. Like I said, Will, let's catch up. And he goes, "Sign with the Shake." Piss off, Gareth. Unbelievable. That's just, not true. Yeah, That's is. not true. Uh, the only reason you didn't go is the Shake had Jamie Spencer with him, yes. and you don't like him. Well, we'll take, too. I'm he one of Jamie's too. good friends, yeah, so yeah, I was making sure. a bit of time let's, with him. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with more. We've got to get Jamie, Jamie Spencer on the show. Who? Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Oh no! Again. See you yes. walking well, like This was this was Wayne's decision, Johnny. He's got another oh no. What? Yes. You split another it. oh no. Yeah. Tell you what was a good win, Hawksy. Um, Lizzie Jess's horse, <laughs> Two Darn Lizzie, was a strong win. Give me a spell, you blokes. <laughs> no, so, Lizzie Jeffs. Lizzie one, Je- one of her names, Jelfs. Yeah. Sorry, and, Liz. And and the horse. I've never met her before. I met the her horse, in the going down. I the just horse she used let, to work on Sky. The and, horse is named after Lizzie, is it? I don't know. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what she said in the. Gareth, well, who's it named Gareth, after? Gareth. Lizzie Spender, Barry Humphreys' wife. 
Um, right, okay. Andrew Lloyd, <laughs> she's you, a bloke and just you were close. Right? I met her in the lift. She seemed yeah. like a nice lady. She had her kids. I don't know. She's her. lovely. Yeah, she, she mentioned the horse. No, she mentioned you on Channel Seven as well. Oh, she yeah, was a big fan did. of yours. You're kidding, Seth, Seth, anyway, Seth, nice lady. Did you go hey, home? Listen, you blokes. Did you listen, go home? You did you have I to go, go home because you're buying too many horses? Is that right? Yeah, I got under the pump and then I tried to get Hawks in. I couldn't get him. No. But hey, listen, can I just highlight a couple of things that I saw at the sales, Wayne? And I'm sure you'll jump in here. Sure. I've never seen syndicators and trainers work so hard. Um, and I think, um, you know, hats off to all of those guys. It's, you know, sometimes a little difficult to, to be placing shares in racehorses, but I thought, um, dynamic syndications, but they were working their butts off. They did a really good job, pinched some nice horses. I'm sure a lot of the syndicators did. Um, Peter Galagotis, I saw Manny up there. He bought a really nice Piero colt for people looking for a sort of a staying style of horse. I thought um, that was unreal. I had a good catch up with Mick Kent yeah. Jr. They bought a stack of nice horses. And I'm sure we all saw, you're talking about New Zealand before, but Legato won so impressively and will be coming over for the Australia Cup. That stallion, Prasia, just continues to dominate. Yeah. And I know that Will and Karen bought a really nice Prasia Colt Lot 936 if you're interested. So, you're right, um, yeah. What's this? So, What's so this the Johnny O'Neill five-minute segment on well, uh, I'm just, just trying pump to anyone and everyone? Cash, hey, cash for comments. Cash for comments. Martin Harley. Nick. Martin yeah, Harley? we're about to play the yes, yes, yeses. Right yes, 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 well, yes. You, you stole my thunder. I was going Michael Rudd and Martin Harley, two of the comeback kids, Johnny. Unbelievable. Oh, mate, Martin Harley, extraordinary. He rode warning for us in the lead up to the derby a few years ago. And then and you then... sacked him. And then you oh, well, sacked oh, no, him. No, Ollie necked him. And then, then we you sacked him. For Ollie. Then you sacked anyway, him. Anyway, so I was very happy for him. Geez, this uh, segment's going well <laughs> for you, uh, Johnny. <laughs> mate, mate, what about J-Max ride on King Oh, Jay who? Leader track, back oh, he goes, yeah. finds the lane, seven out. Put boy. M right on genius. every ride J-Mac has. M right will be a leading jockey Absolute in Sydney as well. Genius, seriously. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention, that, I spent an... some time oh. with a young fella called Dylan Brown McMonagall. Yes. This kid, now he's got the Mac in there, Hawksy. He's got the Mac in there, so I'm calling him the D-Mac. Yeah. He is the newest thing. That was a stupid comment that Emrod could be J-Mac with the opportunities. No, he couldn't. Oh, stop that. Who said that? Oh, I w Hawks. Mate, put, uh, put, put yeah. someone Can like you him do on know every ride. Please on it. Hang that. on, hang on, hang on. What, J-Mac no, never rides no. a bad one? Oh, no, he does, on. but you can't say not. just, you can't just say that someone like, and I respect good. Michael Rod, but if he had the opportunities of J-Mac, he'd be as good as him. No chance. I'm saying no it because Johnny and J-Mac's a 9 out of 10. On and on about J-Mac. Have you got a yes, yes, yes? Come off it. My yes, yes, yes is at three minutes to 11, and we need to stop talking to Johnny O'Neill. Oh, that's <laughs> Hey, did you sell the half to Airman? No, no, I've got a few. I've hey, guys, listen, get on Ringhawksy. It's a cracker. Yeah. It's a cracker, that was. How much How much left? How much will it cost this point? Oh, I think yes. it's a third left, is it? Uh, listen, that is 20, about 25, 27%. 27%. Is it race in the dark blue with the yellow lightning bolt? Yes, it will. Um, yes, well, there you go. Well, you reckon Airman's a group one horse, don't you? He is. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, get on the phone and race with Rupert Lee. The bloke's a ripper, and he's a good bloke. I've got to tell Lee. you, he's a champion, Rupert. Yeah. But above that, above that, to see John Hawk so focused on a horse, less worried about what Wayne thinks, but yes. John was all over it. So I... get on that phone and give him a call and buy it. Any winners coming up, lads? Wayne, we, there's a horse called Waitley Horse. I'd like to own. It's flying. They oh, tell oh. me for Trent Buffett. I've got a sit and steer Wednesday for you in Sydney if you want. Yeah, who? 
thing called Pure Alpha. Beautiful. Who's riding? Uh, I'm hoping J-Mac. Yeah. Chris Waller trains <laughs> it. I'm hoping. If he does, it's definitely a sit and steer. And as we say, Gareth, come behind me here. The more you bet, the more yeah, you win. Yeah, gamble responsibly, Wayne. Happy 70th birthday, Thank you, Wayne. Neil Weirat of Black Caviar. Fame. Neil Weirat. 70 years wow. of age, Neil. Happy birthday. Yeah, he doesn't look 70. I know he does. I, I swear, I thought it was his 60th. Yeah. And they said he's 70. What about you got a horse that we can be backing? Not this week, I don't. Just, mm. oh, you haven't been. I just said, not this week, yeah. I don't. Don't not, bag me because I'm you that, giving you nothing. I'll tell you that. Yes. I'll tell you that. Well, that jo- uh, Shut up. Stop talking. Time for anything but Johnny O'Neill.